Have you noticed how you react when you get criticized or even when you get complimented? Kathy Lo helps us wrap up this season of an open invitation by explaining how self-awareness is the crucial step to introducing changes in your life. Having struggled with accepting her own narrative, being in the family business, she describes a journey to taking responsibility for her own responses and mindset. This is our most honest and open conversation yet. We hope you enjoyed this episode of AOI. Can you tell everyone who you are, what you do, what's important to you, like very briefly? All right. Uh, my name is Kathy. Um... What's important to me right now is that I'm working in my family business and that has been the case for the past six years. So it's pretty much um, a very integral part of my identity. Without say the first three or four years, I heavily resented it. So it was not until um, last year or so when I started exploring um, about why I'm doing this yeah. or if I want to get out. Or can I get out? Because family business is a tricky business in many ways that, you know, not only I'm managing my business, I'm also managing my relationship with my father um, and family. And there's always this inner thought of like, oh, so if I'm not doing this, how is the business going to survive? Mm-hmm. Um, this is my dad's hard work, you know, can I let it go to waste? Yeah. Um, will I be the downfall of this business? <laughs> so all this conversations happening inward and 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 I think that there was a lot of resentment as well uh, mm-hmm. for a very really long time mm-hmm. um, that's not healthy at all mm-hmm. uh, I think it came to a point where I uh, you know went to therapy last year after um, sometime after the lockdown um, visited a, a therapy and you know I started exploring she started asking me a lot of questions and I think uh, I I feel like I'm a curious person by nature, and I've never been interestingly enough. I've never been curious about myself, so that was like ah okay, mm. let's follow down this rabbit hole and see where there will wow. be. And, and so just you know that those few sessions with my therapist was really 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 helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, I've I've always been open to counseling and therapy, so that was those this, this was just um a way for me to explore inwards and really, you know, maybe like a midpoint check. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so, you know, with those questions that my therapist left me with, I began to explore and do a lot more self-work um, to really understand what is my purpose, what's what's the meaning behind what I'm doing, yeah. if there's any meaning at all. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that is very much correlated to my resentment because I always felt like I'm in the family business because I have no choice. Mm-hmm. Obviously, obviously, that's not true. I always have a choice. Um, but being stuck in that perspective, you know, my narrative is like, I have no choice, I have no choice. And that's, that's just, you know, spiraling. Yeah. So um, that exploration process last year, I didn't know that what was that, but I just went, you know, keep asking a lot of questions mm-hmm. Um, thinking about hmm, why am I acting like that is this some of my automatic reactions hmm, is this a habit that I've had for a long time mm-hmm. and um, what are my other choices yeah. so these are the questions that I begin to uh, ask and then I attended a couple of because uh, Zoom you know, Zoom, you know Zoom, 
I love that everything is Zoom right now. <laughs> it's so convenient. Uh-huh. Um, so it makes it very easy for me. And and a lot of my um a lot of the thought gurus um are also conducting all this like um, resilience workshop, yeah. communication workshop. And then I, I thought, okay, uh, let's just jump out right in and, and let's see. Um I'm just curious and I'm learning. And that actually brought me to um many, many other um, trainings and workshops which I've attended and it all compounded into um, uh, this year where I feel like wow I've really you know just spent a lot of months working on self-work mm-hmm. and because um, my family business is um, a publishing house which specialize in education materials for preschoolers primary and secondary school students um, then I began to think that you know what education is very close to my heart Mm. Uh, when I was a, a, a student, I didn't used to study that much until I flung my A-level and I ended up having to retake my A-levels. And then I, before retaking it, I spent, really spent three months understanding the subjects and I began to develop a very, very keen interest for the subjects that I was taking. Mm. And um, kind of feel very empty when the exam entered, ended. This is like, ah, I've learned all this, what I do with this now. <laughs> But it was a really enjoyable process. I, I call it my own gap year. Mm. Um, so thinking about it now, it was, you know, failing your A-level is a big deal mm. um, at that point of time um, for, for a JC student. So that whole process, I realized um, I learned a lot and that learning can be a lot more fun than what our society deem it to be or what is next, you know, rather than, you know, just complaining about it. Mm. Um, and then so being in the education business now I feel like you know what this is an opportunity and I begin to feel you know with all this self-work maybe that resentment has now transformed into um, more of a gratefulness like look I have this opportunity right here Mm. Um, I'm very blessed to have it Mm. and now what can I do with it? Yeah, yeah. Um, so it didn't it, it didn't make sense to me without a lot of self work, which I've done. Mm-hmm. Um, asking myself a lot of uh, difficult questions, mm-hmm. talking to people, yeah. um, getting different perspective. I think I wouldn't have that realization. I wouldn't have that perspective shift without which, and and it's really a long and tough process. It's like yeah. no easy. Diffic- uh, easy uh, it's, 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 it's difficult because you have to dig and dig and dig yeah. and this, these are some of um, my habits and my behavioural patterns that have been with me for 30 over years mm. um, so it is you know first part how do I unlearn some of the things that I don't want doesn't serve me anymore yeah. mm-hmm. and then pick up new perspective which mm. you know what I think I would like to have that moving on yeah so that whole process is just really um, tough. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, no, no two ways around it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the end of it, it's very re- rewarding, mm-hmm. and it's what will keep me going. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's a lot. Okay, but I think there's a lot to unpack just from the introduction that you gave us just now. First of all, I think we'll be 
we would be interested in knowing a little bit more about what it's like to be in a family business. Um, do you feel like it was expected of, out of you from young that you had to join the business eventually? Or was it something that was communicated to you only when you were older? It's hmm. a very good question. Um, something which I recently uh, recalled when I was uh, having a conversation with my with my uh, one of my boss. Mm-hmm. It's not family, but you know, she watched me grow up. Um, now one day I told her that, you know, I actually was I actually wanted to work for my father since I was twelve. I had the thought. Okay. And I remember it very clearly. Mm-hmm. And obviously, you know, being after that, being a teenager and everything, I was you know, doing what teenagers does. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, not wanting to work for your family business. And of, yeah. of course, you know, after, after university and all, I wanted to do my own things and you know, explore the world. Mm-hmm. Um, I spent uh, a lot of time in Japan working. Um, and that was really... A key part of um, explore, exploration. Mm-hmm. Um, now I can say this at the back of my mind. I always knew that um, this was an option for me, working mm-hmm. for my father. Um, but he didn't offer at that point of time. I see. So it was not until like seven, six, seven years ago, six okay. years ago that um, he broached. He offered me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and because I was uh, kind of in between things right then, I took it up as a uh, very, as, a, as, an, as, an, as an easy way out. Mm-hmm. I did not think through it when I took up the offer. Mm-hmm. So probably that led to a lot of resentment after that. <laughs> now that I think about it. Yeah. So, um, Yeah, so that's why for the first few years, at least I feel like, oh, I had no choice, you know. If he offered me, I can't say no. Mm-hmm. This kind of conversation. But of course, I was... Um, well, yeah, my, my father is a very open person. I could have said no. I thought I couldn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe I couldn't bear to disappoint him. Yeah. Uh, which I didn't realize. I just thought that I had no choice. Mm. <laughs> it's an easier thing, uh, thought, right? Yeah. To just feel yeah. like, oh, you know, something's being forced out of me. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's like family, you know, what can I do about it? I can't he do anything asked. about it. I have to go. Exactly. You know? Um, so all this, you know, things that, um, decisions that I made, I wasn't, they didn't sit very comfortably with me and that came out in a, in an unhealthily. Mm-hmm. Um, So it took me many years to come to terms with whether I want to be in the business or not. Mm-hmm. And I always thought that it was very difficult to ask my family about this or tell them like, you know, what if I don't want to? Mm-hmm. That is a very difficult conversation that I thought, mm-hmm. you know, um, was going to be. In actual fact, it's not. Mm-hmm. So all this narrative in my head it's not true mm-hmm. because why I didn't even ask but when I did finally a um, couple of months back I, I was pleasantly surprised because you know still like oh okay you know so what do you want to do oh. <laughs> to which I actually had no answer I see I was like, oh 
oh, so it's fine if, you know, I'm not. So uh, the, the moral of the story for me, the learning point for me is that all these uh, narratives in my head, it's a lot of assumptions, it's building a lot of assumptions that I have, especially family. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know each other since, I mean, for life. Mm-hmm. And I have a lot of beliefs and assumptions that I'm making over and over again without actually correcting them to what, well, my family really feels. Mm-hmm. So that, um, that conversation happened mm-hmm. and I shifted my perspective in terms of, oh, you know what, actually they're very open to it. So there are actually other ways to go about doing it. Now the question I have to ask myself is, do I want to do it? Mm-hmm. Am I ready to take this on willingly? Mm-hmm. Am I ready to see this as an opportunity and make it, integrate it into my life, into my purpose and find meaning in it, find joy, joy in it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, uh, you know, to, to today I'm still, I'm still searching, I'm still f- figuring th- things out, but at least, at least the baseline is that I don't resent yeah. where I am right now what mm-hmm. I'm doing mm-hmm. and I am grateful and to see this as an opportunity that I have yeah yeah mm. I feel like just a different perspective can bring such difference to how you live life or how you experience life right and it feels like a little bit like that for you and we it's it's mm, it feels like you have you had a new fresh start mm. to your experience in your family business mm. from not really wanting to be there and feeling mm. like resentment mm. in, in a sense, your obligation to join the family business yeah. and then now feeling like this is my choice. This is where I want to be and this is what I want to do. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> oh, you put it really well, by the way. Oh, thank you. <laughs> That's my job. <laughs> yeah. So I have friends who are also working in family business and the word obligation does get, you know, used quite a bit here and there. Mm. Uh, once that perspective, once, um, in the, you know what, throughout this whole story, nothing has changed. Mm. Only I have changed, or my perspective has, have shifted. Mm-hmm. And suddenly I feel like, wow, this is a different lens. Mm. Um, yeah, so, you know, you know throw that uh, resentment out, throw that obligation yeah. narrative out. Mm-hmm. Suddenly it's like, wow, it's, everything is positive in terms of, you know, opportunity, uh, yeah. positivity, mm-hmm. growth. Yeah. Yeah, so I really like how you summarized it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, how do you navigate between family and business when they coexist in your case? Mm. Good question. Um, the baseline is if well, they they can't they coexist as much as I feel like I want to separate them or not separate them, it's not possible. They are in tandem. Mm. So the the struggle that I had with the business was also in relation to the my relationship with my father, mm. which wasn't great. Um, we have... We, we don't really communicate like um, I would say like typical Chinese family. We yeah, I, I know how that feels. We don't talk <laughs> about deep stuff we don't. at all. Mm-hmm. We don't even talk about stuff at all. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that was the baseline that started out. However, um, throughout the years, as I, as I work with him, I see how he worked. And I see the kind of uh, skill set that he has, that mm. business acumen. Mm-hmm. 
uh, I think I've it has evolved into a very deep level of uh, respect mm-hmm. for a very uh, good businessman. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that changed my perception towards my father to see him not only as my father, mm. but also as a very someone who I can learn a lot from. Mm-hmm. Mm. And I think um, in terms of communication, um, there was none mm. to begin with. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then there was some. <laughs> and then there was like, uh, not so great communication. <laughs> to uh, now it's, uh, it's very open. Mm-hmm. Not to say that there's no disagreement, there's always disagreement. Yeah. Um, there's always sometimes um, I get a bit grumpy in the morning <laughs> without my coffee <laughs> I'm glad it's an afternoon session <laughs> yes I'm not grumpy <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I joke about it now but it's 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 really <laughs> it's real <true>. it's real <laughs> <laughs> um, although I guess less so now as I grow older um, yeah the, those those still ha- happen but at the end of the day it's, it's, it's an open conversation Mm. it's an it's a healthy disagreement mm. you know um, when I have some perspective he will he will say his and I can disagree but you know sometimes when I think about it mm, I think boss is right I <laughs> see <laughs> okay. uh, so I don't get too caught up in that mm. uh, communication mm. battle I, if, if I could put it that way mm-hmm. and I think that is the basis of uh, balancing family and business. I see. So if the communication is open, uh, healthy, I think that balance could exist. Mm-hmm. If otherwise, I think both sides will suffer. Mm. I don't believe that you know, if, if I have a bad relationship with my father, the business, I can put my 100% into the business. That's to me at least. That's not possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Again, there will be a lot of negative feelings surrounding yeah. it, even if I'm working. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just very, very difficult. Mm-hmm. Very difficult. I've not heard of anyone who has done it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. emotions are so integral part of. Even though you're working, you can't yeah. be a robot. You're yeah. still feeling, yeah. and you know it's family. Yeah. Especially your family is your boss. To yeah. separate that, it's it's not very natural. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Other than like communication, after you've gone through like this journey of, I guess, like self-discovery and you're still going through that, right? Do you think like your relationships around you with your family have like changed or improved in any other way? Mm. Uh, in, I would say a solid yes. Again, interesting thing is nothing, no, nothing around me has changed. Only I changed. <laughs> because the only thing that I can change is myself. I can't change anybody else. Mm. Yeah. I can inspire. I can influence. I can um, show people what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, it is only me who changed. Mm. And that is, for me, a realization and very humbling to know that, you know what? I will work on myself. If I want things to be better, if I want things to look a certain way, if I want my relationship to, if I envision my relationship to be a certain way, family, friends, um, partner, 
Then the only thing that I can work on is myself. Mm-hmm. And interestingly, um, that com- I mean, I had um, the conversation with my family is has been quite open. When I shifted my perspective, they weren't really very surprised. Maybe there was always a cloud or barrier or invisible barrier of sorts um, that didn't allow me to see uh, beyond that. Mm. But once that uh, fogginess is lifted, um, and I had a couple of months ago, I had a very open conversation with my parents, and their, their reaction is one of like openness. Mm. And like, yeah, you know, we're not very surprised. Yeah, because they know me. Mm. They see things which I can't see myself and I'm like struggling like, mm. um, but once I open up and show up uh, vulnerably and courageously they, they are very accepting so I'm very grateful for that mm. yeah and moving forward um, I think my relationship with my parents has always been the same it's just my choice of whether I want to shut it shut off that relationship or open it up mm. Mm, so it's my choice. So now that I've chosen to open it up, I think the relationship has improved. And that applies to people around me as well. When I do uh, make a stand or show up as um, vulnerable, as, as, you know, show up vulnerably, show my emotions, um, I feel like people can relate to me a lot better. People can understand me a lot better. And, and people and my friends around me would also, you know, share more vulnerably. Mm. Yeah. When I take the lead in that in that sense. Yeah. I think um then the quality of conversation will go a lot more deeper. And also allow me to understand my friends a lot more in terms of who they are and what they envision life to be. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So in a sense, you're essentially giving them the space to to be vulnerable and you show them how it's done, in a sense. Mm. Would you say that? I wouldn't say I show them how it's done. I, 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 for me, it's about... Okay, uh, here, here's my story. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm prepared for any judgment, but it's okay. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Here's my story. Yeah. Okay. Think of me how you want. It's okay because mm. this is my story. Uh. Yeah. So, um, one of my favorite um, writers, researcher, Brene Brown, mm-hmm. she talks a lot about vulnerability. And yeah. honestly, when I first started this whole self hook thing, right, I started listening to our podcast, and was just tremendously helpful. I recommend it to anyone, mm. anyone out there. Mm. Um. It has, she said that you can't be courageous without first being vulnerable. Mm-hmm. So I thought the relationship between those two um, qualities are very powerful. I didn't see that before. Mm-hmm. I thought that I always think that, you know, I gotta be tough. Mm-hmm. You know, I gotta show up as tough and you know, brave and everything. But without being vulnerable, people can't relate to it at all. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Okay, I really want to go into your self work. Mm. 
but I'm going to put that um, aside for a bit in case I want to talk a little bit more about your, your experience in family business first. Mm. <laughs> um, but you were talking a, little, a lot about how you had to work with your father, right? At which point did you feel like you were able to separate your father as a father figure and also as a businessman? Because I'm sure that as a teenager, your father's just your father. Mm. At least that was, I mean, we always think of our parents as their primary role being their, our parents, right? Mm-hmm. They are not a person outside of that. Mm. But when do you realize that, oh, he's actually a person other than my father and he's a great businessman? Mm. Very simply, when I saw him do what he is doing for the past 35 years, when I was in the business, mm-hmm. Finally, I get to see him in action, mm-hmm. how he runs his business. And also importantly, what people tell me of him, mm-hmm. that is not in the family. Mm-hmm. Um, those good qualities and those qualities of a businessman. Yeah. I think that is what is different when I, when I see you know, this person in the house mm-hmm. um, versus in the office. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I see. Oh, but I would say this final thing about family business. It is yes. really helpful for me that I have friends who are also in the same mm. situation. Mm. Uh, when we are frustrated, they can always share with someone that actually understands. Yeah, You know what? Family mm. business, double whammy. <laughs> <laughs> How do you find these people that are also like in family business? You just happen to be friends with them. Yeah. <laughs> That's lucky. And it's, it's so interesting. When I do meet new people who... I know that, hey, are you in a family? Because yeah, the family is tough, right? Yeah, tough. <laughs> <laughs> the instant connection is like, yeah, I, I see you, man. I, 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 I totally I know understand. your life story right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then, uh, do you have siblings? Are they in the business? Like, all this. So, uh, yeah, it's kind of funny at the same time. Mm. Like, yeah, I know your struggles uh, being in the same situation. Mm. Yeah. I think it's it's my probably my generation. It's a lot of... Uh, businessman who came to Singapore. So my dad's like first generation businessman who started his own business during mm. the post-war boom. Mm. I think, um, yeah, so my generation is oh, more often than not the second generation. And the struggle is, you know what, do I want to take over the business or not? Yeah. Um, and maybe I'm not the best person to take over the business. Mm. Yeah. Although that's a conversation for another time. <laughs> <laughs> Can I just ask, um, Post-war, how long ago did your father start your bis- the business, the publishing house oh, business? Oh, uh, no. Because post-war, I mean, like, they're the baby boomers. Oh, okay. Um, okay, I understand. Yeah, so they're, like, born in the 50s. Because when you say post-war, I was like, 1945. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so they're born after that time, and then they must, like, tw- 20s and slog and slog. And then it came, uh, the, the, the there was a boom in the 80s mm. in terms of opportunities. Mm. Yeah. Okay. In nineties as well, mm. so it was there were a lot there, of from my understanding there are a lot of uh, that's why we have so many SMEs today. Um, these are all from businessmen who started when Singapore was also you know starting to grow as economy powerhouse. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Um, you were saying initially in your introduction that um, you're very open to therapy, mm. and you only started recently going to therapy the past few years. Oh, I've actually been to therapies. Uh, I've I've been to therapy session. Actually, no counseling session in, in my early twenties. Mm. Um, 
can't remember why. Probably one day I felt like, oh, I think I'm a bit depressed. Let's mm. Google and see what I can do about it. Mm. And Google says I need to go and see a counsellor. <laughs> so I did. <laughs> so you listen to Google. <laughs> I did, I did. Uh, and I was so intrigued by it. I, I, I used my Skill Futures Fund to wow. do a course in counselling. You did? Oh, wow. I, did. Wow. I think that was, it must be eight, nine years ago. Mm. And... Uh, yeah, so probably last year I felt the same way or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely open to it. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like there's a stigma to it at all. Mm-hmm. Maybe because Google says so. <laughs> <laughs> Google is very smart. <laughs> um, but the thing I'm curious about is that um, you told me that, or you told us, that your therapist asked you questions mm. that helped you look inward. Mm. Did you feel like you were not actively doing that before the therapy sessions? No. Um, and then also, what kind of questions do you feel were the most important mm. out of the things she asked you or he asked you? Mm. Um, she's a very experienced um, therapist. Mm-hmm. And one of the key reasons why I, had to, why I visited a therapist was my relationship. Mm. And it wasn't going well. So that was a trigger. I did find out later on that it is closely tied to who I am as a person. What, how, I'm sh- how am I showing up mm-hmm. in front of other people? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that really kickstarted the exploration process. Mm-hmm. So... If I want certain patterns of behavior to to break, Mm -hmm. if I see certain patterns of behavior that I've had and I want it to break, then there's something, something must change. Mm -hmm. And I thought that, you know, um, going through counseling and therapy is a great way of having a third part, someone else give you a different perspective Mm -hmm. that I won't be able to see myself. Mm and that's that's really helpful. Mm-hmm. Mm. Sorry, do you have something else you want to say? I can't remember what's your question anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I think the question was, what uh, were you looking inwards before your therapy sessions? And the answer was no. Oh, and okay. then what kind of questions were the, the most important questions to you in terms of helping you start that process? Oh, right. Um. Yeah, the first part, without even thinking or feeling that I need to explore inwards, mm. I, prob- I didn't do that. Yeah, because a lot of things that I did was based on habits and automatic reactions that I've learned, you know, my body learns, my mind, and how I feel that uh, my beliefs pretty much set in stone. Mm. I feel like, oh, you know what, I'm good. What's wrong with me? Nothing, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm, then I don't question myself, which is not healthy, by the way. Um, at least that's how I feel because then I don't grow. Mm-hmm. If I'm okay with not growing, then okay, I can don't easily don't do the self-work, but I want to grow mm-hmm. as a person, um, to grow, to be a version of myself that I want to see, you know, myself to be. Mm-hmm. Um, especially when I look at, um, you know, 
um, leaders or some thought leaders like um, or even like Brene Brown mm. like wow how can she be so reflective yeah and I look at some of my friends like wow you're so things that you say are so insightful mm. how can how can I be more like that mm. how can I notice myself more in, in that way how can I catch myself in those situations where I feel like yeah this is my habit and without the awareness I can't choose. Mm. So first and foremost, um, the therapies helped me or and, and a lot of the work that I did helped me to see what my to to have a better sense of self-awareness. Mm. So that's for me that's really step one. Mm. If I don't know myself, right, if I if I don't have the awareness, then I cannot choose differently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So first and foremost I need to know like, oh okay, so this is how I behave when um, this happens. Um, this is how I behave when I want to disagree with something. Mm-hmm. Do I hide or do I push forward? Mm-hmm. Um, if I do hide, like, why am I hiding? Mm-hmm. What am I hiding from? Yeah. So, just really digging into a very, very inner layer, inner core to understand what my motivations are, my intentions are. Mm-hmm. And from there, okay, do I want to behave the same way or do I want to choose differently? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I think... Um, back to your question, what the therapist does is a lot of building that, asking questions so that I have, um, I train that muscle to notice and be self-aware of the things I'm saying, mm-hmm. of my experiences, and how those experiences shape my behavior today. Mm-hmm. And I think... Um, those sessions, uh, my she, she dived in a lot with me with, uh, with regards to my childhood. And because that is tightly linked with how I show up in terms of uh, my family business. Mm. Um, and, and dig out a lot of... Because, uh, again, based on what she said, a lot of things we've learned since we are kids mm. and those behavioral patterns just stay with us yeah. throughout our teens and adulthood. And basically, once this adulthood is set in stone, yeah, yeah. to unlearn it is very, very tough. Yeah. But you can not to say not to say you can't. Um, yeah. So a lot of things about a lot of questions pertaining to childhood. Mm. Uh, I think that really is a starting point for um, myself. That that is. Do mm. mm. yeah? Did you have like any days or any times that you just? didn't want to think about all this. Like, you just were having a bad day and if you did, then how did you, like, push through that and, like, continue looking inwards and continue working on yourself? Mm. Good question. The short answer is no, I don't think about it every day. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so tired. Mm. Uh, So that process was a long-drawn process. Mm. I can't do it in one or two days. Not, Not for sure. Uh, interestingly, what you say, right? I think I think about well, it's double. <laughs> think <laughs> uh, I feel that I would consider those uh, questions more, especially when I'm feeling down. Yeah. And those are the key moments where I feel like it's essential for me to ask myself questions like, "What is making me feeling this way?" Yeah. What am I triggered by? Am I really triggered by the things that I say that I'm triggered by? Or is there another reason why I'm why I'm like uh, mm. behaving 
like so. Yeah. Nobody can tell you the answer. Only you yourself will know. Mm. But sometimes I don't know. So I share this with my friends, people who I trust. Um, and I think it's very healthy to do that uh, because then you get very insightful. Because, you know, objectively, someone who's seeing you from the outside, your close friends, close friends, one or two, will know you better mm. in those circumstances where you have a lot of blind spots. Like yeah. I have a lot of blind spots. Like I can't see it. Mm. But immediately, a close friend will be able to point it out to me. Yeah. Um, but that's interesting that you asked, Kathy, that at that point of time. Because I think I wanted to ask her, what drove her to wanting to ask these questions? And it seems that it's, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems like it's it was because of the state you were in that you were unhappy in. And you wanted to change that for yourself. Like there was that moment or like that period of time where you could tell that you were not feeling great about life or yourself. And then because you wanted to get out of that, mm. you started asking, why am I feeling this way? Mm. So I think a, a different angle for me would be this. I wasn't unhappy. Mm. I was actually quite happy. I'm generally a optimistic and positive person, I would say that to myself. But somehow feels empty mm. because I was looking for purpose and meaning that I didn't feel like I could find my job mm. at that point of time. Mm. Mm. And I think that radiates out to, well, that affected other things, mm. relationship with my family, uh, how I see myself. Am I just an imposter? Mm. You know, being in this job that just because it's my family, am I good enough for this? Mm. Um, yeah, so it's more about a sense of emptiness and wanting to find meaning and purpose. Mm. Yeah. And then I always, the, the big question for me is like, oh, you know, what is my purpose here? Mm. What is it? What what else is there? There must be something more that I'm, I, that I'm meant to do. Mm. And after after getting to know myself a lot better, that, that level of uh, self-awareness, self-work, uh, the my journey now has been a lot more about creating, creating value. Mm-hmm. Because there's no point in you know, diving into yourself, being introspective, like you know, go inwards and inwards and inwards. But you're just... But I, I, that, that is a start. Mm-hmm. You gotta, I got to know myself first. But what's next? Mm-hmm. You know, how can I contribute? Um, how can I add value to people around me? How can I add value to society around me? Mm. I think increasingly, um, I still don't know the purpose, you know, the answer to that purpose, but I, I'm, I'm feeling like increasingly that is a direction which I'm going towards. Mm. Uh, contribution, mm. uh, value, and uh, the idea of giving. Mm-hmm. Mm. Do you feel that other than value adding to the people around you, do you feel like that process helps you create meaning for yourself? Yeah. And your worth? Oh, definitely. Mm-hmm. That That is the meaning mm-hmm. to contribute, to, to give. I mean, we humans are not here alone. Yeah. Um, so many of us. If I keep going inwards and everything, I, I don't know if I'll become too self-absorbed or something like that. Mm-hmm. It, it becomes very si- very silo and then you know nothing there's no nothing you can get out of it 
Mm. Of course, that is the first step because I got to know what I'm able to give. Got to yeah. know what, how I want to contribute. Yeah. And contribute to who? Contribute to what? Mm-hmm. And what am I good at? Yeah. yeah. And what are my blind spots? What are my flaws? I got to know all that first mm. because uh, before, I mean, not before, but uh, to to have the full picture. Mm. Yeah. I actually really like that you brought up the idea of emptiness because you're not the first one who, who said this about them not being unhappy mm. but just not feeling like a hundred I don't know how mm. to describe it as well but it's just mm. feeling like everything's good around them they're earning good money they have great friends but just feeling like they need something more and not exactly knowing what it is mm. and then I guess for you it's trying to find a purpose behind mm. like why you want to live a best life mm. that's interesting because mm. that's that's a pattern I think that keeps occurring in the people that we talk to as well mm. and midlife crisis <laughs> midlife crisis I guess so and then I think also realising after a while after you lived for like 20-30 years and then asking yourself uh, how exactly am I living mm. you know because mm. For a while, it'll just be, oh, you're creating this life for yourself and everything's perfect and all. And after after some time, people start forgetting why exactly they're doing certain things. And that's when they start making changes, I think. Mm. Yeah. It's yeah. like cool. a midpoint check. Yeah. 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 If I don't do it now, mm-hmm. then when I'm 50, it's going to be too late. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, sorry, not too late for 50s, but just uh, I have less time to create the things that I want to create. Yeah. 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 Interesting. That's very interesting. Yeah. I mean, um, for me, that emptiness is a lack of uh, joy, mm-hmm. peace, joy, all this, uh, the bigger concepts. Mm-hmm. So even if, you know, I can feel sad about certain things, but if uh, inside I have uh, peace, I come to, come, to turn to, t- come to terms with certain things, mm-hmm. then I don't feel so empty. Yeah. and how I do that uh, more and more is having deep connections with people mm. I think that's really really helpful and that's what humans are meant to do I feel mm. um, to really go deep with each other uh, emotionally um, like what we are doing today <laughs> yeah. and what you guys are creating mm. really um, when we talk about emptiness yeah. and we put it on the table mm. like look here's how all of us are feeling and, you know, you're not alone. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, for me, recently, I, you know, last year I talked about, um, I want to teach yoga for seniors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, if, I, if you leave up to me, maybe five years later, that still won't happen. Mm-hmm. But this year I made it happen. I started free yoga for seniors in the park every Sunday. Wow. So, that has been some... I'm, I'm proud of it mm. in terms of something that I've created organically. Mm-hmm. And I'm also very, very grateful for the support that I have from my students. Mm. Um, and they're also surprised, like, oh, we are just doing this for fun? Mm. <laughs> I mean, yeah, <laughs> for fun. <laughs> Come join. Even if there's nobody, it's fine. I'll just do it alone. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds so fun. It does. <laughs> Yeah, so what the story goes, I, I, I was I just had this crazy idea and I wrote it on a cardboard. Free yogas for senior. 
and went to the park and I put the cardboard down and like, uh, anybody? Yoga? <laughs> <laughs> and, and seniors are really interested. Oh, that's so nice. And then they just come to me and ask me like, oh, oh, I didn't bring my mat today and okay, so when's the next class? And I was like, okay, next week, same time. <laughs> so I just committed myself to, nice. to, to that uh, uh, frequency. Yeah, so I'm just doing it every week now and uh, there's a small community that, you know, supports me in that. And something that I like to do, but it doesn't have to be so heavy. Yeah. It doesn't have to um, be... Uh, I didn't realize that, you know what, I can do this. I still like what I'm doing and then I'm still working where I'm working at right now. Yeah. Now I'm not... You know, there's no clash there. Mm. So, uh, I do feel like if you know, we begin to take things more lightheartedly, mm. more fun, mm. and create excitement, create, create um, joy, mm. uh, I think a lot of things can be, you know, less heavy. Mm. And just have fun with it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I know it's the second time I said this, but congratulations again. I know that you've been <laughs> wanting to do that since last year, probably. Yeah. Is it? yeah. Again, if you leave it up to me five years later, she's like, yeah, I want to do yoga for seniors. <laughs> and then I'll be like, yeah, she's not going to do it. <laughs> So that inertia is high, mm. but once you when once I went past that, mm. I'm like, oh, it's not so scary. Mm. It's very easy. So I just chose the easiest method, you know, just mm. go to the parks free and do with it. the cardboard, with the cardboard, <laughs> and bring the yoga mats, and yeah. you guys bring your own yoga mats, and we just do it together, fun, mm. hey, no, no, no further obligations mm. required. And that 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 was a whole lesson in it for myself, my own learning. Like, oh, oh, you know what. Things can be really easy. Things can be really fun. True. Applying it to my family business could, you know, I see it like, oh, you know what? I have this opportunity. I can make, I can make it fun. Mm. Like, mm, what's fun to, for me to do? Mm. Because I know my family will be there to support me. You know, oh, you know, nice. Won't let me feel too badly. Mm. And so, just you know, go out there and create and have fun. Mm. In the process of looking into yourself, right? Did you see things you didn't like? Plenty. Yeah, right. I, I feel like that's, that's difficult to deal with sometimes because I'll give an example for my, my, on my own side. On my own side. For myself. <laughs> um, I think I, I grew up with people telling me that I... Mm, I guess wasn't very pleasant to be around with or um, maybe I was irritable or impatient along, along those lines. Um, and I think that for a long time, I didn't want to see that for myself, you know, because I'm not like that. <laughs> it's, it's just a denial of what I am because you don't want to think of yourself in a certain way, right? Mm. But I think it was only when I could fully see myself in certain situations, reacting a certain way and seeing that, oh, this is actually what they mean. Do I start... Uh, like actively working to choose differently, mm. but this this goes back to what Kathy was saying and how like it starts with awareness, mm. and then only then can you choose a different action. Mm. Yeah, but that was for me. I I did not want to see that. I was like that. What was stopping you? Um, I guess it's pride. I was very young still. I guess mm. it's. I guess it comes with like being a teenager, so how you're like, oh, I'm not like that because I am 
like a great person or whatever. <laughs> but um, I didn't want to say that. I guess because it's because of pride and ego. Mm-hmm. I guess it's fear also. Fear of what? Fear of seeing myself as a person that I, I didn't want to be. Mm. Yeah. I hear this as a, the, the theme of, you said self-hate. Mm. And then fear of not seeing who you want to be. Mm. Those two. Um, what it sounds like is that there is a side of you which you won't allow it to come out. Mm. But you know it's there. Mm. It's repressed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 It's depressing. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, what you the, the question that you asked just now? This is something things that I don't like to see. Mm. Yeah, of course, plenty. I can write on the A three paper, front and back. <laughs> <laughs> in in like in tiny points, point, tiny points. Yeah. <laughs> I think the biggest, you know, this this is this is well, this is true for me. This is. Um, fact for me because of course there are a lot of things that I see that I don't like and and then the, also the question is why do I not like what I see mm. is it what people tell me mm. or is it how I how society thinks it's not good what is it ex- exactly why am I not liking it because if it is me then it is me mm. why do I want to be affected by other people but inevitably mm. I do mm-hmm. Especially people I care about. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, this is a, a thing, a, a personality test which I did last year, mm-hmm. and explores called Enneagram. I'm not sure if you, if you guys heard about I it. I think I have. You you get a number. Is it one, two, three, four? Yeah, so there are nine uh, personality archetypes. So I explored Enneagram last year. Uh, as part of all this self-work thing and, and it's something which I knew no idea about and my friend just one day said hey go just join this Zoom Enneagram workshop thing so I did it was one of the best things I did in, in my adult life um, it's a, it's an Enneagram it's a, it's a personality test no doubt but it's it's more holistic in a way that yes I'm one of the nine numbers mm. but I can have the ability to access other numbers and the first video that I was that we had to watch, um, it's conducted by you know um, some organization that you know explored this whole enneagram thing, and and the instructors and the trainer said that I assure you that by the end of this, you will be more compassionate to other people. Mm-hmm. I'm like. Sure not. <laughs> Lies. <laughs> sure not. You, you're 100% sure? She's, she's just like certain. Well, okay, let's see where this goes. So, um, compassion not only to other people but also to myself. Mm-hmm. I think that is a big learning also mm-hmm. to accept who I am as it is. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no positive or negative. It's just, you know, you know what? This is who you are. This is mm-hmm. how you behave. Mm-hmm. And this... And this comes out if you don't choose. It's like when you open Microsoft Words, that's a standard form font. Mm. <laughs> if you don't choose other font, you'll be using this font. Mm. Yeah. So um, just building upon what you're sharing just now, um, for me, although there's you know a lot of things that I don't like to see about myself, uh, at the end of the day, it's about accepting mm. acceptance. Mm. 
and also importantly to kind of laugh at it mm. like yeah so yeah uh yeah i i i'm vain yeah okay i accept it mm. you know um yeah i'm straightforward i accept it then to learn about other people's personality was also very, very valuable. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, so you react this way because this is you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Then it takes away a lot of uh, judgment. Mm-hmm. It takes a lot of, a lot of um, assumptions about people and to see other people in a more compassionate light. Mm-hmm. And to myself as well. Mm-hmm. Mm. So those things that I don't like about myself... Some things I can't change it. Mm. Some things I'm like, mm, okay, this is me, mm. but I can choose, this is me A, I can choose B, C, D. Mm. So I'll choose to be A, B in this situation. Oh, I think C works better here, so I'll choose C. But firstly, I need to know what's my A before I can even begin to choose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also, um, I think the spiral is if I had went down the road of you know, I don't like myself because of this, 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 this. Oh, and it's so depressing to go go through that. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. And also, that voice, the little voice in your head that says that I'm not good enough, I'm, I'm not capable and everything, I have that totally, mm. you know. Um, I'm an imposter. To accept that whole inner narrative is also very challenging mm-hmm. so that takes work mm-hmm. you gotta be willing to I mean I was willing to put in work for myself even though it's tough yeah mm. Mm. yeah the, the whole process of getting to know yourself is so messy right it, it's a lot of trial yeah. and error as well absolutely yeah and then I guess those opportunities to learn really stem or come from the different situations that you experience on a daily basis. And then once you realize that each decision you make for whatever happens sort of shapes you as a person. And I think if one can be a little bit more aware about the decisions they make sometimes, that will help a lot. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I'm also interested to know how people were important in that process for you because introspection feels like a very individual activity but I'm sure it's not. I'm sure like getting feedback from others, hearing what they say can be important as well. Was it, well, were, were, were people important for you? Oh yeah, absolutely. Hands down. Mm-hmm. Without a lot of people who supported me and guided me throughout mm-hmm. Um, my personal journey it's not possible at all to be able to gain other perspective other than my own I have one perspective me mm. but if I have speak to I speak to 10-20 people on their perspective and get feedback then I have 10-20 other perspective mm. it's just as simple as that mm. um, that's why as much as it's um, I'm a closet introvert I like to stay at home and you know do my own thing mm. um, and I think about what is <laughs> feeling questions mm. it's more effective and it will get you there faster 
when I connect with people and speak with uh, people who I trust, mm-hmm. people who I trust to be able to give me their feedback, invasive mm-hmm. also. Yeah. So I do increasingly feel like that is the most important thing, building connection with people mm-hmm. in a very, very um, heartwarming way. <laughs> mm. You know, like how I knew Liana as well. Yeah, we, we started out from there. Yeah. You know, we just sat down and had a 10 minutes of quality conversation. <laughs> we did. As strangers. As strangers at first. And it, became, it was so easy. So, like, you know, that's a great example of how easy it is to connect people when both parties choose to mm-hmm. and the connection that you can I created we created out of it it's just mm-hmm. so lasting yeah it's not fleeting mm-hmm. uh, and I think and I feel like you know you know what that is what humans are really really good at mm-hmm. yeah should do more of it <laughs> definitely yeah. so people I'm very very grateful for a lot of people in my life mm-hmm. new and old for allowing me to for, for allowing me to just be mm-hmm. and always supporting me mm. so yeah the gratefulness is also a very big, big part of what I've learned yeah Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of An Open Invitation. We know that life can feel very lonely, and we hope that through these conversations, you will be able to find some comfort in knowing that many others feel the same way. Join us next week as we delve into the thoughts of someone new. You can find us on AOIPodSG on Instagram or Twitter. That is AOIPODSG. We are on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts.